Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the episodic discussion for Grand Theft Auto, the entire series. Uh, I'm Bane for you. I've I've been a regular on these podcasts for a little while, and uh, I'm hosting today. And uh, we're going to start it off in order with uh, Konso. Konso, yes. Yeah. Uh, Konso from Italy with food. Hello, everybody. Yeah. And Shadow Pyro? Yes, dear Shadow Pyro. Uh, my second podcast, uh, I did the whole podcast one. So I'm happy to be back. Uh, Rimor? I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> it's uh, Rimor, yeah, close enough. Uh, hey. This is my first podcast, so nice to meet you all. I'm going to butcher this name, I know it. Sotilas? Hello, this is Sotilas from Finland. This is my first podcast. And then Shadow1990. Hello, I'm Shadow from Switzerland, and I have been on a couple of podcasts before, so hello. Yeah, alright, so uh, ready to get into the questions? Of course. Alright, uh, question number one, what is your initial experience with the Graph of Dotto series? What kind of guy invested in the criminal world in the first place? So are we going to go in order, or are we just uh, random? Uh, let's go in order. I'll, I'll start. Um, the f I, I got the first game when it, uh, which is a later question also. I got the first game about a year or two after it came out in a bundle with uh, that and the London expansion. And okay. kind of fell in love with it, and have just played ever since. Gonzo? Uh, oh yes. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> now, uh, if I recall correctly, it was uh, around uh, uh, about the time I was in elementary school, and I also got my PlayStation Two. And uh, we were about uh, around the time where Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was in full hype mode. So uh, there was, you know, they they were talking about it. In the, I think even in the news when because they were talking about you know video games that make children violent and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yes, it was. I think my friend had San Andreas, or anyway, it was getting close to it. And uh, that's it. That's how I discovered the game. Shadow Pyro. Okay. Yeah. No, my first one was a GTA Two back in the day. Got it. Not when it came up, but long after everything uh, had died down. I think it was after three, but that was my first experience, and I just enjoyed roaming around and um, running people over in that game from the top down. Uh, well, I first saw my cousin playing the second one. Uh, it came out in '99, so I was probably around nine years old, and like a. Mm. Basically, what I remember about it was I saw him put a car bomb in a school bus and then, like, explode it in a crowded street, and I was a kid, so I thought that was, like, the coolest thing ever. And then I picked up GTA <laughs> 3 the year it came out, and I've been playing it since. My first experience with GTA was on GTA 3. I was, like, five years old when I got it. I was like, that's a nice cover. I'll get that again. <laughs> then my mom bought it for me, and I was like, wow, this game's violent. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, Shadow is muted. Ah, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, I also started with the first one, if I remember correctly. And, yeah, it was around that time in my life when I discovered a more violent side of video games, I guess, with 
well, what I was playing back then was also Diablo 2 and uh, some other like shooter games, a bit more brutal stuff. And I think it was probably my brother who brought this home one time. And we had a lot of fun doing random stuff, running people over. And we, I don't think we ever did any missions, but it was still fun as hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, now on to the next question. What's your, well, what's everybody's favorite, uh, favorite and least favorite GTA game? Um, I'm going to be a little little contrarian here. I'm going to say Vice City Stories. I love that Ooh. one. I've spent a lot of time playing it. Mm. I wouldn't say it's the, I wouldn't say it's the best, but I put probably about 700 hours into that game. Yeah. Uh, least oh. favorite would be Liberty City Stories. So Buster's game. Yeah. Oh. Okay, now, as far as I know, because I must admit I've, I haven't played all the GTA games religiously, but I can say again, I have an idea of all of them. Yeah. For the favorite, I'd say in, a, in an ex equo, San Andreas and the 4. San Andreas because of the environment and 4 because of the character. And the least favorite, uh, GTA 5, because of the, all the economy model and how they are basically nickel and diming players with microtransactions. Oh yeah. Huh. Uh, for me, favorite probably the most typical answer is San Andreas because that's that's the one I spent the most time on that I grew up with, just roaming around on my BMX on that game, and the customization that you could do in that one as well is just crazy, and I, I enjoyed the story. Least favorite, uh, I wasn't that big a fan of four. I mean, probably because after the hype of five, sorry, not five of San Andreas. And how much time I spent on that, I was expecting something similar to that, and then the character was so drastically different. But it was it was so good. But I think that's probably my least favorite out of all the ones I spent a lot of time on. Yes, I have to agree with you with these uh, first uh, impressions. But uh, in retrospective, I learned to appreciate the GTA 4, especially for the characters mm. and the more mature yeah, environment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because well. I remember San Andreas at the beginning, uh, compared to Vice City, for example, was it Vice City? Yes. Compared to Vice City, Vice City, the map was huge, there was a lot more stuff to do, and uh, yeah. I mean, I, I remember, I, I remember, I still have it behind me, that they made uh, a preview, uh, an eight pages special preview of San, to San Andreas or something like that, just to show how groundbreaking the game was in a mm. magazine. Yeah. Uh, my favorite gotta go with five honestly i don't really play the online modes the microtransactions don't matter much to me uh but i really liked being able to switch between characters during the heist missions uh i i liked that there were more than one main character and i honestly like to play in first person mode and i use the PC uh, version, so i've got that uh least favorite that's harder to say i might have to go with three and that's just because even though i loved it when it came out the main character isn't as interesting as the other main characters because he's a silent protagonist who doesn't really speak. <laughs> but it didn't have anything to say, just that's it. The strong <laughs> silent type. Exactly. Right. Mm, my favorite GTA has to go to Vice City. Got the setting oh. at the 80s, main character, and the ability to purchase properties first time. That was really nice, even though it was like annoying to grind some money, some parts, but it's really good. I love it. 
Look, my least gonna be either Chinatown or four. But I'm gonna give it the four since I barely played Chinatown. Is Chinatown the Game Boy Advance one? Um, oh. the PSP. Ah, yeah. PSP, that's one. Yeah. Ah. Actually, it was okay. a PSP and DS. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's DS too. Yes. I believe it also had a smartphone spin-off or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I recall yeah. one of my classmates at high school playing it. Yeah, I never really bothered with the mobile uh, <laughs> installations. But yeah, for me, the most favorite one, I would have to say Grove Street Represent San Andreas. Because there's <laughs> so much cool stuff in this game. There's, yeah, riding around with bicycles. Then you, the first time you, I think you had the ability to swim around, if I'm... That was mind-blowing because every other guy in the game before couldn't swim for some reason. That was nice. And there was just so so nice cityscapes that it had. And the different kind mm. of cities, then the hinterlands or the the, the, the the foresty area where you could just screw around with like quad bikes and stuff. Ah, it was mm. amazing. We can say it was the most rich and varied environment. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And for the least favorite one, I probably also would have to go with GTA 4, I think. I don't know. I, I just didn't really connect with the main character. And also his, his stupid cousin. What was his name? Roman? Roman. Roman. Oh, oh, Roman. Nico was so all boring. right, but Roman was a pain in the ass. And if I remember correctly, that was also the first GTA where they, they introduced a bit more realistic driving physiques. Yes. And yeah. yeah. And I remember I was always thrown out of the uh, freaking car when I ran into <laughs> a wall or something. That I, pissed me off. Okay, I, I, you see I believe that if you waited for a while, the, the character actually fastened the seatbelt or something like that. Really? Or maybe I am confusing it with the el bike helmet. I don't want to say bull. I, that might I be think true. there's a seatbelt, but yeah. there definitely is the helmet. Somebody okay. in the comment section will tell us. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's the hell I'm 100% certain of. Yeah, but I never really bothered with that. I, I, I think I completed that GDA still, but eh, wasn't just, just wasn't the, the, the coolest one for me. Alright. So, uh, moving on to the third one. Uh... Grand Auto has been known for its massive, sprawling cities and updates over time through a series of different towns and all that. So, which city in the games did you like or dislike over the course of time? Like, what, what did you kind of like at first or didn't like at first, but grew to either love or hate them? You know? Uh, for me, I would probably say the, the weakest city out of all of them in my mind is probably Grand Auto 3's. This that yeah. version of Liberty City is. Admittedly, it's impressive for a time, but it is very weak compared to even, you know, even later games, about a year or two after with Vice City. Vice well, City, of course, massive. Yeah. technical limitations were technical limitations. Oh, yeah. Mm. And and for for a company that was reinventing the wheel at the time when it came to 3D, it was, it was pretty impressive. Um, I, I grew to kind of fall in love with Liberty City in, um, in I think it was GTA 4. Yeah. GTA 4, it, it was really nice there. There's still things I haven't I've driven through and haven't found. But, uh, yeah. I'll move the mm. question on. 
Now, I don't really have a least favorite uh, city because once again we need to keep in mind uh, the, envir the, the environment, the context, uh, or the context of the game, the technical limitation, etc. But without a doubt, uh, uh, the San Andreas uh, environment was the most impressive, as I said, because of the varied uh, locations and uh, the stuff to see and to do, to, to do is be, we are talking gameplay-wise, but in San Andreas there was always an interesting place somewhere. Definitely. Uh, I don't know, it's kind of tricky because playing 3-3, which to be fair, I only ever got to the second island, it was quite nice, but it was small, and I think even my city, I think, is a smaller overall map than 3. My favorite one is probably Vice, not Vice City, uh, 4, because of its likeness to the city it's based on, but I'm also torn with the Los Santos area in 5, because it it actually looks really nice. It's got everything that you want. It's got the the nice parts, like from the Hollywood esque parts to the like the the South Side parts of it as well. So I think it's torn between four and five for me, but I'm leaning more towards four because of just the variety that you had within the city itself. Um, I think the third island has the best part for me, like a, a a small part of it that just looks so old school residential, more like a, a Boston area. So I'm gonna go with four. Uh, least favorite three because it, it all just felt very bland and gray everywhere. Uh, well, I have a soft spot for Vice City because I was raised in uh, Florida, which is where Vice City takes place. It's supposed to be in Miami. Mm. Um, mm. But I probably have to go with San Andreas, either in the actual San Andreas or in Five, just because it felt more like a real city. I mean, they, you know, progressed oh. with their programming and everything. It felt like you were actually in a city, as opposed to Vice City, which was more, uh, well, people would jump into your car if you were driving close enough to the sidewalk. Okay. Don't really have a least favorite, so. Yeah, least favorite is kind of hard to pick when it's coming to the maps, because when you get a new game, it's always nice, yeah. My favorite city gotta be either it, Vice City. Yeah, Vice City is my favorite one since I love the 80s setting and Miami is one of my favorite cities. And least favorite, I have to give it to five because half of the map is just empty wasteland and yeah. and the, another half is just a city. I hate to make a joke, but that's California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, within the game, you could. There's a lot of empty space. They were saying, "Oh, the map is so big. The map is so big," and it is. But a lot of it is just space that is not used productively. Yeah, I can agree with that. Not definitely. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, for, I think, least favorite, yeah, it's really hard to pick. If I had to look back on all the cities, I would probably have to go with GTA 3. The thing is, I cannot even remember the ones from GTA 1 and 2. So, they're but they, they don't count. Memorable. One and two don't yeah. count. <laughs> they, uh, okay, they love that's them. good. They don't really count for that. All right, that's good. So, I, I'll go with 3 and 4. The most favorite part, I... 
I'd say um, um, San Andreas, but specifically the San Fierro part, which is the second city, uh, which yeah, is San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. There's so much cool stuff. There's like these these really um, um, height differences on the streets where it goes very steep uphill and you could really jump in the city. Mm. That was really fun. And then there's the airport next to it. And down to the south is the huge mountain where mm. you could go on top and then grab yourself a bicycle and then race downhill. And to the top was, I think, the Golden Gate Bridge or something like that. It was whatever uh, their version. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it had just so much cool stuff around there. So that was definitely most favorite for me. All right. Now on to the next one. Um, have any of you played the PlayStation 1 Grand Theft Auto games with a top-down perspective? Then I might include Chinatown Wars in this too. And what's your opinion on those games, the camera angle of top-down instead of basically behind the character. Um, personally, I I like them for what they are, and I I feel like they inspired a lot of other games, including stuff like uh, Retro City Rampage recently. And oh. if, it, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have what we have now, so I do think that they are important, but they're really hard to get back into, especially having played the other Grand Theft Auto games. Mm, yes, I, yep. to, I agree with that. I didn't play the PlayStation 1 games in particular, but I played the, the PC version of them. So, yes, they compared to the uh, 3D and HD games, they are absolutely, like, completely different, because even the missions, aside from the fact that you are dropped inside the city without any clue what to do, you have to get to the uh, public telephones to get the mission. And then, yes, it's a whole different planet compared to the 3D games. And about the camera angle, well, I guess it it was uh, because of, it was a technological limitation of the time, and I don't think they could have managed to get a gameplay this move using another system, considering the limitations of the time. Yeah, I'm I'm completely on board with Konza right there. I mean, you literally dropped in out of nowhere. You don't know what's going on. You don't know how to play the game no instructions or anything and then you get you hear a phone ringing and you do your job so i really love the first uh two games for that it was just you go around and you eventually get oh i shoot things one thing that i didn't like was the fact you had to complete the level to get the code to be able to start uh, yeah. from the second level but apart from that i mean like like Kanzo said without those games you wouldn't have your three four five in San Andreas and Vicenia and stuff like that. So, like, uh, as for the, the angle, eh, that's absolutely fine. I mean, a lot of the games back in the day were top-down or asymmetric. So, for that game, and the reason for it was the fact it was uh, it was meant to be a news helicopter following you around, or at least that's the reason they gave after. So, it's a nice aspect for that. Uh, yeah, I played both of the first two. Uh, I enjoyed them. I, I mean, I like the newer games a lot better. I like the perspective of third person, especially first person, as I mentioned before, a lot better. Um, although mm. I think it was interesting, uh, as you were saying, it's supposed to be like a news helicopter following you around, but the like reason that they have that perspective in general is because it was originally supposed to be a racing game that they turned into Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Were they cops and robbers? Uh, I think that might have been the case. I don't really remember off the top yeah. of my head. I think the title was Race and Chase? Yeah. Something yeah, like that, and the cops kept on yeah. running the... Um... Cars. Yes, the... How it was born, you mean? What was that? 
Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> yes, I believe it. It was originally a racing game, but uh, since Cox rounded the player instead of trying to trap them, it became Grand Theft Auto. Mm, yeah. mm. It was Race and Chase. I found an article about it really fast. I, yes, I recall the title being something like that. Anyway, it's uh, I like it for what it is, but it's it doesn't really compare to the newer games. But mm. yeah, it gave it a base to work off of, and now the newer games exist, so I'm glad they're around. Yeah. Happy glitches. <laughs> but for once, it's a glitch that became a feature. We never stopped believing. <laughs> Have you already won Shadow? Um, well, the thing is, for I played 1 and 2, and it was an interesting kind of uh, an experiment with that camera perspective, but I really liked the newer ones more. And there's also like another, another aspect to the camera perspective for the first two ones. And it is that in GTA 1 and 2, you don't have one main character you can choose well, when you yeah. start the game. So it's, it's, it's like... Five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in, in 5, well, everyone, everyone had a, a story that ties them into the whole thing. And I think in the first two installments of the game, it didn't really matter which one you chose. Yeah, there was yeah. nothing really bonus to them. It was yeah. a quad, though. Yeah, so it's, something yeah, I didn't hear about that. It's, it's like um, the camera perspective is so distant from the character because you're as distant from them as well because you don't really care too much about the character, so to speak. But that changed yeah. in 3, of course. Also, fun fact, in the German version of the game, you can only pick the male characters. They completely uh, censored the female <laughs> ones for some reason. I don't know why, but they did. <laughs> Germany censorship has always been fun. Oh, yeah. And besides, oh, yeah. a thing that I remembered from Grand Theft Auto 3 uh, is that you could set the view to be top-down for the mm. veterans of classic games that uh, felt confused with the new approach. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I can see the world in first person, and I'm confused by this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried first person view. That's not really the, the way I play this game, but it, I think it's a nice addition, actually. Yeah, I think I think the great things that are really about um, Grand Theft, like the the legacy game, the, is that their legacy without them, as we've all said, we wouldn't have what we have now. And there's so much foundation, one from the glitch, which created the game effectively, and the concept of um, keeping all the gangs happy so you can continue to do their missions. Because without those, you run out of ways to make money. And that led into more story-based for three. And getting two telephones turned into meeting up with people to get jobs and go further with the story. So there's a lot of things from those games that helped create three. Definitely, there's so much emphasis on one and two. And even like London as well, that helped create three. So without them we would definitely not have the games that we have now, including all the other things that we'll talk about later in the podcast. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot to mention the, the London uh, expansions. Oh, yeah, right. Yep, those, those were pretty never great. Played them. They were okay, yeah. I played it for like 20 minutes at my friend's house, so I don't remember much apart except it had Oxford Street, which is nothing like actual Oxford Street. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the weird thing is, uh, apparently the um, London expansions are completely unplayable on modern PC. Really? Mm. Yep. Just right about no, that. I guess it could be because of processor speed or something like that. Back then, programming was very weird. 
Yeah. yeah. I know with like a Fallout 1 and 2, if your processing speed's too high, it'll like, you'll die of like old age pretty quickly or something like that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, like that's, just like, like that's years on the die in seconds or something. I personally experienced that with Carmageddon, but I think that's for the <laughs> <laughs> But can it be a crisis? Probably. Mm. <laughs> um, Alright, so... Uh, what's your guys' favorite and least favorite GTA protagonist? I'm gonna go with... Um, I'm gonna go with Nico. That's my favorite. Yeah, same. And... Oh. This one's more on how they, they kind of did him after the events of it, but uh, Johnny Clubbitz, least favorite. Who's that? Is... Okay, He's um... from Lost and Damned, right? Yep. Uh, the, I, the guy at the beginning yeah. of five. Yeah, well, without yeah. spoiling too much, what they did to him kind of made me dislike him a lot. So, yeah. <sighs> not, not gonna, not gonna spoil that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I dislike the protagonist, but for sure my favorite is Nico, as a, as a, as you said, because of the, I guess the character itself, you know, kind of like, uh, it didn't felt uh, unidimensional or bidimensional like other characters, but more of a person than a character. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Like, I, I liked, I liked a lot of them. CJ was cool. But he felt a bit stereotypical of the whole 90s, I'm in the hood kind of character. But he was a funny guy, especially when he's doing things that you wouldn't think a gangster would do. But I think my favorite is probably, um, and I can't even remember, the, the main guy in in 5, Tony? Is this, is his oh. name Tony? No. Um, uh, Michael? Uh, Michael. Trevor? Michael, probably. I think it's Michael. Because it's not guy. Franklin. Yeah, the rich guy. Yeah, that's yeah, Michael. Yeah, Michael. I like him because he's he is that guy that gave up the job and whilst that story's been told in so many different ways, because he's got Franklin and the other dude there, it's a really nice dynamic with having the crazy dude and the new guy and he's like he treats Franklin like his son because his son is effectively worthless to him and I really like him. As for Lee's favorite for outside of like gaming reasons, it's Claude because I hate the silent protagonist. I like when people talk and you can interact with them. So it's probably going to be him or Nico. And I just, I think it's just off of the high that I had from playing San Andreas. Anything that came directly after that was just like, no, I'm not a fan of this. But Nico is nice, but it's either him or Claude that are going to be my favorite. My least favorite, rather, sorry. Uh, my favorite is. It's a toss-up between CJ and Nico for similar reasons. Uh, I find them both very sympathetic. Neither of them wants to be doing the crime that they're forced to do in their stories. They want to be legit, but they get forced into doing what they do. And I kind of like that sort of story. My least favorite is probably Tommy Versetti for the opposite reason. He's not very sympathetic at all. He's just a <laughs> jackass, and I don't care for that much. He, he's amusing. He says some interesting things, but... Oh, yeah. As a person, he's kind of a dirtbag. He's definitely a dirtbag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he he literally has no nice guy redeeming qualities. He's he's an excellent character, but definitely absolute dirtbag. Yeah. Yep. My favorite character, sadly, has to go to Tommy because I like him because he's basically Tony Montana. <laughs> 
you like him for the very reason he dislikes. <laughs> yeah, but Tony Montana actually had redeeming qualities as a nice person, though. Yeah. Yeah. At I mean, the beginning. Tony, well, I mean, I was just saying, Tony had like uh, he had issues with harming innocents. I'm pretty sure Tommy didn't give a shit. Nah, he definitely didn't. Well, to be fair, Tommy's played by us, and really is nicer as Tony Dixon. (laughs) That's true, but like, Tony... There's that, but also your missions, come on now. The things that he says that we don't control, he's a dick. Yeah, okay, fair fair point. (laughs) But we're we're, we're compounding the dick into him, also. (laughs) That is a weird testament. Yeah, no, like, that's... As I as I said that in my head, I'm like, uh, hang on. <laughs> what am I saying right now? I'm gonna say it anyways. Mm, but I mean, we we basically just add more dick onto him. Yeah, effectively <laughs> yes. doubling the dick. That, that sounded so much better now. <laughs> Not at all. I'm, I'm doubling dick. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, sorry about that. Um, continue. <laughs> my least favorite gotta go to Claude because he has no character at all enough said well <laughs> and that's more that, than Claude ever said so that's nice yeah <laughs> yes um, least favorite I it almost pains me but I have to say Nico maybe it's it's because Roman tainted that experience so much for me <laughs> they always wanted to go play bowling or some shit I don't know but yeah I, so, I so did phone on mute Nico come on <laughs> and um, most favorite is hands down Trevor because when I play GTA I want to go around and blow shit up and Trevor is just chaos incarnate it, it's beautiful Trevor's the embodiment of the player <laughs> Yes, absolutely, yeah. and that's why I love him. He's like crazy, drugged up, redneck with guns, and that's exactly what I want to do in GTA. <laughs> My favorite thing about Trevor is when um, when you're Franklin and you're driving him from the outback to the city, and he's talking about this little girl or whatever who wanted to grow up and be a pilot, and you just know he's talking about himself. And then when yes. Franklin says it, he's like, no, shut up, it wasn't about me. <laughs> oh yes, so so many great dialogues in this game. It's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, love him to death. He's awesome. And now I can't watch The Walking Dead without thinking of Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, seeing him on there, I'm just like, wow. I wonder if the next DLC is happening. <laughs> <laughs> they might have some Red Dead Redemption type undead thing in GTA now. Oh God, I'd pay for that. <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much it. Alright, so to the the next one, what is your uh, favorite and least favorite GTA mission? Um, hmm, this is is tough. So many. (sighs) I'd have to probably say uh, my favorite mission would be, um, I think it's, is it the deal finale in GTA 4? Because it ends everything really, really well, and getting to kill uh, a, a couple certain people... It's worth it. Um, <laughs> and so the, least, the least favorite GTA mission... Oh, uh, you, you gotta catch the train, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was so yeah, clear. First, for, first few times, we're just like, ah, fuck this. Quit for a little while. Yeah. 
uh, let's go on down the line. So, now, for the most favorite, once again, I don't remember, because, well, aside from the fact I've played them a while ago also, they usually keep a certain standard. But for the least favorite are plane missions in general. Probably because also I played many of the games on PC, so you can't really control planes with a keyboard. Yeah, mm. But absolutely, I couldn't stand them. There, there was one. There was one in particular that, that besides, it was the mission that uh, blocked me from continuing with San Andreas. And it was, I was already in Las Venturas or something like that. It's the mission where you need to get the shitty plane and align yourself with the. A uh, big plane and fly, yeah. in, fly in the ring at a certain height, facing in a certain direction. Well, that was too much, even for me. <laughs> um, I've got two favorite ones, and they're both from San Andreas. The it was one of them when it was um, the toy factories or the people who the two nerds, and uh, they were like a warring faction. You had to get the toy airplane. And yeah, fly yeah, around and check ones. out some things in the city. Yeah, the RC ones. I just love those because no matter what, I'm always a big kid. So that was nice to play with toys in a video <laughs> game. Um, and the end mission of um, five when the city's just gone crazy, it's doing the whole looting thing, and you have to um, catch uh, what's his face, the officer, Officer oh. Penny. Yeah, Officer uh, Ten Penny. That's the one. You have to catch him. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, least favorite, I hate anything with flying in any game, and I hate protecting missions, so any of those in any GTA game, they're my least favorite. I can understand that. Oh yeah, it's got mission, yes. <laughs> uh, I, my favorite in general are the, uh, the heist missions in 5, and that's just because you have to do a lot of uh, setup to get them started, uh, there are different ways to actually do them, and they encourage you to switch between your characters as you go through those missions, which I greatly enjoy. I like uh, switching around with characters. Um, that's just a lot of fun for me. Least favorite? I I don't really know. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I've been trying to think about it, and I just probably blocked them all out of my memory. Uh, I th okay, no. Vice City, I think it was, had a mission where... Or maybe it was San Andreas, one of them too. Had one where you had to like go save a guy who was in a burning building, I think. All I remember uh, is yeah, that I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Fail immediately if you use too many cheat codes, and I really like to use the cheat codes in those games, just like spawn <laughs> tank or have a car. Talking about cheat codes would open a, an entirely new podcast, probably. <laughs> so, yes. maybe how many cheat codes do you guys remember to today? Yeah, it's uh, funny enough, probably none off the top of my head, but if you put a controller in my hand, I'll probably be able to do that. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> that's that's just muscle memory. I remember the first weapons down, cheat and the health code, and that's it. Also, because I remember the cheat, the weapon cheat codes that were very similar. They had, like, a mm. combination of... Uh, uh, R1, R1, R2, R1, R1, R2, R1, 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 and then... L2, yeah. Yes, and then a different, uh, uh, like, directional keys combination. Yeah, mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. I played it when I, when I was very, very young. I played them on PlayStation 2. Mm. But not much. I mean, when I, when I played them on PC, I tried to go the notched route because uh, of moral integrity, I guess. <laughs> but... 
I never did any cheats on 4 because it was too much effort to dial them in. I just preferred using the, the controller to do them. But San Andreas and um, 3, nothing but cheats all day, every day. <laughs> yep. Besides, I think there, there are... I mean, some of the cheats were also pretty rad, like the one that put the seat into riot mode or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like, that one. like pedestrian with weapons and pedestrian that attack you. Oh, I probably yeah. game by that. <laughs> you know, it, it's weird to think about. The Grand Auto series is kind of the last bastion for cheat codes. Yeah, that's kind of true. I was actually thinking about yeah. that recently, because cheat codes used to be in everything. Like, you I mean, have to go to like websites to find them. Even the first Siren game had some, I think. Right? It might have. Yeah, I think it did. Obscure things that I I don't think people really thought of at the time, and then now, Grand Auto. Yeah. Is the last big one of cheat codes. Most you'll get now is like console commands. Yeah. 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 Or uh, any files. Considering oh, yeah. the fact, considering how the game's development has evolved, I guess it was also a natural evolution since now you can access many of the uh, hidden controls in a different manner than the key combinations you used to put. Yeah. yeah, true. And in online games, they basically sell you cheat codes now with like uh, microtransactions. So, oh, yeah. Like, so yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll get into that one of those, this game in a minute. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> the next quest. Foreshadowing. But we we got about. So wait, were we were we all done with the favorite missions? I'm not quite uh, sure. Yeah. I yeah, think I. The last one, I think. Uh, all right. So real quick, least favorite. Get on the damn train. And the hmm. most favorite uh, from the same game is the um, one of the last missions, um, Riot, where the, the city yeah. goes into Riot. That's so amazing. All the people driving mm. around like crazy, uh, causing accidents, just shooting. It, it, it's so freaking fun. It, it was great. I, I remember having a safe state in with that mission, so the city <laughs> would just remain in Riot mode, because that's just way more fun to screw around with. Oh, yeah. It was a lot more interactive, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, now to the next one. Uh, if you could only pick one GTA soundtrack that resonated with you the most, which one would it be and why? You can only pick one, no multiple choice. Which, uh, <laughs> that, that makes that one a little bit harder. Um, okay, if it was multiple choice, ones I would pick... I'm getting the was out. It would probably be um, both 4 and 5's classic rock station. I think those are great. If I had to pick one of those, um, hmm, it'd probably be GTA 4. GTA 4 had a lot of great classic rock. Hmm. But, uh, you know what? Yeah, hold on. I don't remember any sound. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, no, seriously, I think mostly because, you know, I used the put to put the custom soundtrack in and listen to my song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, that's how you get around this question. <laughs> <laughs> I played my own music. Yeah, and then I put my own stuff on. Uh, I think encompassing everything, Vice City for me has the best soundtrack because it it literally captured the '80s and the way it referenced other of its radio stations. Like you've got Flash, and then you've got Flashback, and things like that. For the references, but those kind of mini Easter eggs, I guess you could say, and it just captures that whole time with what was. It wasn't just like, oh, we are going to put the big hits from the '80s. It's like 
you're going to play what was playing on the radio and in the clubs in the 80s at the time. So there's just unknown songs that were there as well. So for me, that's probably the best one. But I think 4 is also really good for the same reason. That was like the first time I had up-to-date music in anything. And oh, yeah. it just captured what early mid mid 2000s whenever it came out and it was just... yeah it's because 2000 2008 so it's pretty much 2007 yeah, well later or yeah yeah and all the music that came out that time you'd hear certain songs like whoa is that song on this now and it was just really good but for me vice city i've definitely got to go with san andreas uh because i mean it takes place in 1992 and that was the year i was born so that's the music i grew up with so hmm. I just... It, it brings back a lot of nostalgia for me because, again, that's the 90s. I remember her killing him the name when that came over. I was like, oh my god, this song oh, yeah. is amazing. That exactly was the song I was thinking of, in fact. I think it was Radio X that came on all the time. And I basically yeah. just played that station waiting for that song to come on. Mm, my, I have to say, those Mexican channels in GTA 5 <laughs> stuck in my head. El Sandido? Yes. They're stuck in me forever, so gotta give me that. Who's nice. your favorite radio host? Oh, Laszlo. Laszlo. That's not really fair. Isn't every game since three? I think. Uh, yeah. Even even yeah. the PSG yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah he's, he's the best thing ever because he actually has a journey and a personality. He's like, he makes, he's the only one that makes complete references to what he's done. People's like, oh, yeah, I had a bit of downtime in this when he wasn't on many of the stations. And then he came back. And then, like, especially in five, it's just the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, those two missions with him. Uh, mm. Speaking of five, though, I, I, honorable mention, I guess, to the, uh, the talk show host guy. I don't remember his name. But I listen to the, the oh. talk radio. Oh, the black guy, the crazy one. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, most favorite, most favorite soundtrack. It's gonna be um, Vice City V Rock. Um, mm. Just the most amazing sound. Twisted Sister, um, Ozzy Osbourne, Iron Maiden, Megadeth, Slayer, Judas Priest. It's just my sound, and I, I listen to that all day long. It's amazing. Ton of great songs. Oh yeah. And last one. Spent... That's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I spent forever on Flash just waiting for Billie Jean to come on. And um, I came on the other station that was, uh, what's her face? I live among the creatures of the night. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Fuck. I can't think of it. I have it on my iPod as well. Bar- Barrington? Whatever it is, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yep. I'm probably going to shout out later on the podcast when I remember what it is, by the way, so just be warned. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, uh, does everybody want? Yeah. Yep. So. Okay, all right. So now, um, after the success of Grand Theft Auto V, there was a massive era of Grand Theft Auto clones, which tried to replicate the success of the open world and the crime elements of Grand Theft Auto. Which one was your guys' uh, favorite and least favorite GTA clone? Um... Okay, so I'll start with this. I'd have to say, ah, um, oh, fuck, what was that? Oh, I'm trying to think, it's the PlayStation series, um, uh, set in London. Um, oh, um, yeah. Um, what was that? The getaway, the getaway. Yes, you're right. That was 
probably the best I consider a GTA clone a little bit. Oh no, definitely. It's, it's, it's more, like more a linear game compared to a Grand Theft Auto clone, I, I guess. Yeah, but I, I, I still probably would consider it a little bit. Mm. Um, it's, it's definitely a clone. Great combat, great, just everything about it was good. I love it, and I, I wish there was more of it. Um, and then my, my least favorite is going to get some some heads turned here. Uh, true crime, uh, New York City. I think it was one of Snoop Dogg. No, oh, man. <laughs> that, that's my least favorite. Well, what do you think about L.A. The first one, I think it was. Oh, uh, L.A. was okay. It, it wasn't good. LA it wasn't was bad. It was sort of, in my eyes, it was just sort of like right in between. You know, like yeah, yeah, it's okay. Okay, oh, I, I can't. I can't remember. Did it have like some sort of weird like demon subplot? Kinda, yeah. It. <laughs> I think it had a mysticism thing purely because of the main character, but I don't think it was anything in depth. I think it was just because he's I, an I, Asian guy. Let's throw it in I, there. I couldn't remember if I was drunk <laughs> trying to like <laughs> I was playing that game or trying to remember. That game was weird. Uh, mm. So uh, to me, at least of the ones I played, of course, my favorite is the Godfather game. That because. I mean, Dimba, uh, I, I have a soft spot yeah. a bit for the for the place. I am of Italian descent, so there is also a bit of national. No, I'm not of national descent, of Italian descent. I'm a fucking Italian, so there's a bit of <laughs> national pride involved. And I like the idea of uh, getting the protection money that you just went in there, beat up people, and uh, uh, try to convince them to pay you. Was that Even, the one that was set in New York? Yes, it was set in New York. Yeah, got fucked. Oh, you can play your no. character, right? Yeah, you uh, your character. Yeah. Yes, you had your own uh, character. That I, mm. mean, I recall was, I think it was anyway tied in with the, with the plot of the movie also. Yeah. Following mm -hmm. events, the key events of the, the whole, movie. Yeah, the whole plot took place. The only flaw, the flaws I can think of it though were that, first off, the, the car models were complete ass. They were terrible. <laughs> I'm not joking. And the environments were repetitive. But aside from that, I feel like it was a very valid Grand Theft Auto clone. As far as the uh, least favorite, you know, I don't, I don't recall any others, at least not on the top of my head right now. Hmm. Uh, favorite <laughs> one that came out in... Is this, like, more recent or just overall? Just overall. Uh, there's a couple of favorite. favorites so far would be True Crime Streets of L.A., because it just reminded me of uh, Martial Law with Samo Hung. Oh, yeah. So I, I love that TV show. So that game was like, this is amazing. I liked, uh, for the getaway, just the way you had to, the turn signals, the, the indicators, like how you got around and everything. Oh, yes. My friend actually learned his way around London because of that game. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I read that. I read that it was a very uh, realistic representation of London. Uh, yeah, like... Like, 70-80% of that game is literally point-for-point point London. All right, especially when you got to Central London areas, it's really good. But overall favorite right now, Sleeping Dogs, that game. Like, when they announced it when it's True Crime Streets of Hong Kong, and then it got cancelled, I was upset. But that, that one right now, definitely favorite. Yeah, least favorite, Saints Row is going to be my least favorite. As much as I enjoyed the first one, Ooh. just playing through and how silly it was and how fun it was, 
it just didn't really hit me the same way that the other clones did. And now it's not even a clone, which is really good as its own game now, but it just kind of took a step somewhere else. Mm. Since Ro kind of started going downhill from third on, from the third onwards, because the, I think the biggest mistake they did was recycle the same map over and over. Mm. Yeah. And now no, they've, I, um, they've completely made it a different series. Um, but yes, but so, so far it looks like a disaster. You mean Agents oh, yeah, of Mayhem? It, it, it flopped. It flopped hard. Absolutely. Well, Agents of Mayhem is a completely different game, though. I mean, I think it's unfair to say it's it's a flop because th that game, there's a lot of good things about it. There's a lot of things I, that are just like, oh, but it is copying um, things like Overwatch quite a bit. I would say more like Crackdown. Can, can I have yeah. Like yeah. I also hate and Crackdown. Like that's a terrible game. I hate Crackdown. second one oh, I can see. Painful. The second to one. To be I fair, the second one's that I did play. That's the one I played. Okay, yeah, you should play the first one. It's that mm. <laughs> good, yeah. It it's it's pretty great. <laughs> it was just for worse because it like it kind of just you know it took its sweet time with getting everything into it. Mm. Okay. I, was... I might. Most likely I won't, though. Yeah. I was hoping no one was going to say Sleeping Dogs before I got to it, but then they did. So <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping the same boring. thing. <laughs> my bad, my bad, I'm sorry. Definitely Sleeping Dogs. That was... I, honestly, I like Sleeping Dogs better than I like any of the Grand Theft Auto games, so... <clears throat> uh, but yeah, it's it's a great game. I love both the uh, the driving, the shooting, and the martial arts in it, everything is just really solid. It's just a, a my, really great game. My problem with Sleeping Dogs is the driving though. It is literally ass. You have to learn how to drive in that game to be able to drive effectively in that game. Uh, I, I that, get that, yeah. I, I, I did learn to drive. I mean, it took me a little bit extra longer to drive because uh, I'm you know, in the US and uh, in it's Hong Kong, so you gotta drive on the left side of the road, <laughs> which I'm not used to. So that's yeah. a little bit of getting used to. But my favorite thing about driving mm -hmm. is that you could actually jump out of your car onto someone else's car, and that was a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. Combat's the best thing in that game, even though it's literally a, um Arkham clone fighting system. But it does it well. It does it, it, does it damn well, and I love it every moment. Like, right. I, I say, Sorry. I love, the, my favorite clone gonna be Mafia 2, since uh, I love the story. pretty good. Yeah. The story was amazing, the characters, the setting, just amazing. But my least gotta be True Crime New York. It's is. Well. For least favorite, I don't think I have something on least favorite because all the the GTA clones that I played were awesome. So yeah, I don't know if it's that's something. Why, that's why I didn't have a least favorite either. I mean, I, if it's an open world game, which GTA clones are, I like it. To be fair, uh, back then when GTA was GTA one, um, what was it, two or three was out. I also bought a game called Driver, and I expected oh, it to be the same thing, and it wasn't. So I was disappointed in that. So. Maybe that counts. The same thing happened to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, wait. No. Oh, There's only did you ever play Driver 3? You get out of the car. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the first two drivers were pretty good. They're Driver terrible. Oh, bad. God. 
Grand Animal oh, yeah. were fine games. good. Great. Yeah, they were just not what I expected to be fair. Yeah. But I was a little kid, yeah, so I had no idea what I was buying then. So yeah. <laughs> um, most favorite, but yeah, I also would say Sleeping Dogs technically because it's just an amazing environment and the fact that you just mm. um, the, uh, getting a handgun or just a firearm is very difficult, so you have to go around with martial arts and melee weapons at the beginning of the game. That's pretty interesting. The soundtrack was pretty mm. cool and just the environment itself. But um, I, I thought of something else, and you have to tell me if that is counted as a GTA clone. Just Cause? Is that a GTA clone? Could you say that? There's aspects, but I think that's just an open-world game. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's yeah, a GTA Yeah, probably. Clone. Probably. Okay, so I'm gonna I go think... with Saints Row 3 then. I, I, I just love how Saints Row went crazier and crazier with every instance, and GTA got realistic and more realistic. It just it got <laughs> it in completely different directions, and I love it. I love both of them, but Saints Row was just over the top for me, and that was so fun. I, I also do love Saints Row. I gotta say, Saints Row 4 is probably the best superhero game that's ever been made. Yes. I've heard yes. that. I've got it. I just can't be bothered to play it. Cause I, it's like, um, I'm on my Xbox and it was free. I got it and I'm just like, eh, it's not that exciting for me. It just. Oh, I love it. I, it's I, so, I love I, it. It's so amazing. The, the biggest flow of Saints Row 4 was probably recycling the city. Because you have that constant sense of being there, done that. Yeah, Mike. The Mike, thing yeah. is, for me, that's not a big problem because I started on, on Saints, Saints Row 3. So I haven't seen uh, the city for too much. So for me, it was okay. <laughs> my complaint with Saints Row 4 in general is, um, I mean, it does feel very much like an expansion pack of 3, which I think it was originally. And also... Yeah, so it's the DLC. Yes, it started as a DLC, and then it, evo it evolved. They, they went full retard, basically. They made a whole thing of the... <laughs> yes, yeah. and that's amazing that they did that. I, I love it. <laughs> they also give you some really cool vehicles, but I've never felt the need... Like, even the desire to use one, because I can just run really fast and jump really high. Oh, so it's more you don't need vehicles. Yeah, no. yeah, true. Also, you have some amazing weapons. Uh, was I it, think was it the enough. Penetrator, or what was it called? Yes, the yeah, Penetrator. Well, unless you were a dubstep gun. The dubstep gun unless you were, yeah, the, the dubstep gun was the most amazing thing. I, I think I ran around with that gun for the whole game. <laughs> My favorite weapon, though, was no weapon. I just liked punching things, like, way off into the distance. Yeah, that's also fun. <laughs> All right, I mean, so, the thing uh, is, for, for Saints Row, if you live in Germany as well, you you got a lot of things missing from that game, just saying. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's whole mission types you're missing. That's that's crazy to me. But yeah. you know what was the the best Saints Row mission ever? Septic Avenger from Saints Row Two. Oh yeah, that if... and, uh, the the fake top TV show. Oh, also that Saints yeah. Row Two is that probably the best said mission. It, it it's it's in my mind it's the best one. I mean so, yes, th I mean three and four are okay, but that... like two was just perfect because it was still a GTA clone, but better than the first Saints Row. Exactly, yeah. and and they weren't full retard yet. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be the next game. Oh but, uh... wait, I forgot something. Uh, Watch Dogs. Sorry, I have a Watch Dogs has a personal like soft spot in my heart for GTA clones. Watch Dogs. I've never is, played it. Aiden is terrible. But by, by the way, um, did not show anything. If uh, this is going up today uh, on the twelfth, there's still a way you can get it for free on UPlay. Just saying. Oh, uh, I got that for free like a couple months ago. 
Oh, the thing is, it was my first like let's play on YouTube, so it it has a soft spot in my heart. No, yeah, that's fair enough. I got the I got the Watchdog for free on my Xbox in anticipation for Watchdogs too. Have not touched Watchdogs at all because I I don't know if I can be bothered to go through what I've only ever heard to be just terrible and a boring lead character. It's okay. It's, it's not. Yeah, as bad it's as okay. People are saying it is. It's just okay. No. And the main character, he's a bit stereotypically bland, I guess. Oh, Isn't like, he like Batman without the coolness? Yeah, kinda. He's like, yeah, he's like a badass vigilante without being really that badass. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But, uh, but it's fine. It's fine. Before we, before we do continue, though, uh, Council has something to say. Yes, um, I'm, I'm leaving in for about 20 minutes because family is calling me, and uh, I hope to be back in time for the end of the podcast. Otherwise, I guess I, I guess I should like uh, advertise myself here, right here, yeah. right now. Okay, um, on YouTube, Colossus Video Games Perspectives. And uh, that's it. I no longer use Twitter, but I have a WordPress blog, and you will find the link in the channel. Be back soon. All right. comes here. Uh, so, okay, let's uh, let's continue with the next question. Have any of you guys played the uh, portable Grand Auto titles? And uh, if you have, what's your experience of them? And do you think Rockstar should make one for any other portable consoles, like uh, the Switch or possible Vita 2? Um... I've played all of them. Again, as my favorite is uh, Vice City Stories. Um, I yeah, I enjoy them a lot, especially Vice City Stories. But do I think they should make another like designed for something portable? Uh, I mean, it would be interesting to see a VR game. Mm, um, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, talk about can, that. You can, you can do mobile <laughs> VR stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it on something like that or a Switch. Yeah. All right. Yeah. right. Uh, down the line. Uh, I played them. I played them when they converted them to the PS1. or the No, sorry, the PS2. So I played uh, Liberty City Stories, which I liked because you the places you went were places that you, you couldn't get into. Like there was a house somewhere. And that was you stayed. You stayed around the corner from your the first place you did in in three, which is a nice touch. The characters are interesting, but nothing really drove me to say, you know what, these are really great stories. But I never played Vice City or Chinatown. The closest thing that you really got to it for later on was um, the Ballad of Gay Tony and Lost and Damned. And I think those are probably the closest you'll get to having those kind of um, portable stories. Uh, I played a little bit of uh, Vice City Stories and Chinatown Wars. I, I had them both on my PSP before my PSP died, so I didn't get to play them very much. Uh, I think I, I liked Chinatown Wars more because it was more made for a portable system rather than just being sort of a kind of watered-down version of Vice City. Uh, mm. I, I think that if they want to make stuff for like the 3DS or something, that might be cool if they use the touch controls like they did a little bit for Chinatown Wars, but I didn't really get to use those because I was playing on a PSP. Other than that, no, I don't really care if they make any portable games. They should keep making the mainline games for PC and consoles, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. Uh, if you count those Vice Stories and Liberty Stories of PS2, since those were on PSP, since 
I've played the PS2 versions. So I have only played those and like 10 minutes of Jonathan didn't really like it. And uh, this was just more like focus on the console version, in my opinion. Also, I have to go now since I had some un unexpected things to do. So, my Twitter is friendliest Sotiros. You'll find it there. So, I'll catch you guys later. Alright, All right. see ya. Have a good one. Alright, mobile games for GTA. Nah, never played them. For me, GTA never was a game I wanted to play, like, mobile on the move. Because when I mm. want to play something mobile, it has to be something I can pick up, play for five minutes, and then just leave it there. And GTA never struck me as a game that really gels with that, so to speak. Mm. I don't know. It's weird. I can, I can understand that. But, but on the yeah. um, the VR front, <clears throat> that's actually something interesting, because um, there's two ways how they can do it, I guess. They could do like a sit-down VR experience so to speak, and that would be okay, but what I would really love is like a room-scale GTA uh, VR experience, but then the problem would be how would they deal with the, the um, transportation, the walking, so to speak, because most yeah. games have a teleport system, and that's not cool. In GTA, yeah. I, can, I could not imagine that. And uh, there has been some interesting concept for movement, but so far nothing that you have to say, yeah, that's the best thing, everybody needs to do that. So they still have to figure that out. I guess... There's a horror game that has it, uh, with a clown, and you like use the arrows on the, um, the headset to move forward and back and look around. So they can look into something like that. Yeah, maybe. There's also some systems that use, like... Um, the tr they track your your controllers and then you pretend like you're walking and based on that you move and that mm. works as well but it's oh, just okay. it's everything is a bit uh, yeah mm. still work in progress so they, they mm. have to solidify it first yeah, but want, then maybe I want VR to progress to the point where I can like walk on a treadmill or something and move around yeah, yeah. That, okay, that would then be horrendously expensive, I would say. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> that's what I want. I mean, VR is expensive as it is. So. I, don't, I don't have one. I'm poor. <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's what he wants. <laughs> so it'll happen. <laughs> okay, okay, I also want that, but I want it cheap as well, and that <laughs> makes it difficult. Oh, yeah. Alright, so, moving on to the next question. Uh, what are your thoughts on Grand Theft Auto's online functionality and uh, in, in here it says from GTA 4 to 5, but I'm going to include uh, San Andreas Online, like um, MTA, stuff like that. Okay. Have you guys played anything like uh, going back through MTA or GTA 4 or 5's online? Uh, I have experience with pretty much all forms of GTA Online. <laughs> um, mm. MTA DayZ was the only thing I could play DayZ-wise for about a year and a half. Uh, but I, you know... I would say back then it was really intriguing seeing them kind of mesh together multiplayer from a game that was only designed for split-screen co-op. Um, or same-screen co-op, I think it was, actually. Yeah. Uh, but they, they meshed together code and got everything working, and that was impressive. And then I spent a lot of time playing uh, Grand Theft Auto 4's online. In fact, um, if I can ever get my friends together to play it again, I'll record some footage of it. There's... Um, this thing we did called bowling, which was taking 
setting somebody down on the end of a highway, jumping off a ramp and trying to hit them with a car. <laughs> it, there were so many little things that that game had where everybody was just making their own fun. This was the only time in GTA that you wanted to go bowling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I swear, if, if, if Roman would at least win trophies and money, I would have gone bowling. Nico, come, we go car bowling now, yes. <laughs> um, I, I think there's a lot of intriguing little things with uh, Graft Auto Force Online that, you know, it, have you ever, um, there's a little spot where you can clip into the, um, take a car and clip into the little swing sets and go flying? Oh, yeah, in the yeah. parking lot. I think it's in the Manhattan area in the, se- yeah. in the central city. Yeah, I think it's Manhattan area. And, mm-hmm. and it just, you know, sending your car flying across the other island and having to drive away back in the clunker. <laughs> stuff, stuff like that was fun, and everybody made their own fun with it. Yeah. But uh, Grand Auto Five, at first it was, it was really fun. And then everything started to get a lot more expensive. I think but not as expensive as like, hey, you'll pay eight million dollars for a car that will get bested yeah. by the next update. Yeah, the the influx in price the inflation rather, like for everything in GTA is just high considering how you start the game, you can just about buy a house. Once you've completed that one mission 20,000 times that got patched where you couldn't replay it anymore. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> love that Violent mission. Duct. Like, yeah, that's the one. Violent Duct. So much money from that game. Ger- um, Gerald's Cocaine Mansion. Yes. <laughs> and um, I think Martin had one where you kept uh, killing the uh, the lawyer or and you had to take the package back to his house. That was yep. a good one. Oh, I can't remember uh, that one for the life of me. But, like, it was... Five, literally, like you said, when it first came out, when the online came up, after you managed to get online, after everyone just overloaded oh. the service, it was there were, there were actually people on um, on V, the uh, video game board on 4chan, praying to Lamar, begging him to, <laughs> like, begging him to let him through. But um, no, that that was a, it was really good. It is now, but because not as much of my friends play it, or rather, as many of my friends play it, it's not as good. Like we would just stick on go play races, roaming around and like taking on the other people in the game. Four, I didn't have much time on. Uh, I played a little bit of it. I was annoyed because I you didn't start with a car. You didn't have anything. You just had to go find a car when they would spawn and everything. But, uh, it was nice. Yeah, you have to find the right place. But five, it was just alive. You could do stuff in there. You buy your house and all that kind of stuff. It was still felt like in game with a bit less. I just <laughs> want there to be a bit more like with the expansion packs. Hopefully, they'd like do a Vice City or a Liberty City, like a little island kind of thing there that takes you over there. You can catch a plane or try to fly there because I mean, these places aren't going to be far in game world, or at least they shouldn't be. So I, I've been waiting for them to do something like that. Maybe they'll do it within uh, the next game. I I want them to actually no. That's that's for later on. Never mind. Deep DLC <laughs> for five. That's what I want. Actual right. good, not just mini updates. Same same here. Although I wish the mini updates had more more fun content that you can play somewhat solo. I just wish it had something new. Like the updates they have right now, just 
have a gun that's slightly different to the previous gun you've had since the beginning of the story, or yeah. have this slightly different car that does the same thing that this other car in your previous update did. Well, see, now they're focused on more, like, uh, group job activities, like, uh, hey, sign, yeah. up to, sign up to be a part of, um, like, a, a car theft ring, or a biker gang, or a CEO. Yeah. You need stacks of money for that, though, and I, I, oh, I don't pay the game enough for do. that. I honestly haven't done a lot with the online. Like I mentioned, I don't play a lot of stuff online because I've got, like, one friend to play games with. He's not that interested in GTA. Uh, mm. That being said, I will sometimes walk around in GTA 5 online just because I can make my own character in that, and I like to do that. But mostly what I do mm. there is go around playing uh, petty criminal dress-up and just buying clothes and <laughs> making outfits. Uh, that being said, <laughs> I, I think it was... Halloween last year or two years ago, they added a slasher mission, I think, game mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. was a lot of fun. I don't know if that's still in the game, but it should be a perfect game is. mode. Okay, cause I love it is, that one but it's not. You can't pick it. Uh, well, let them do that and I'll play it more. Uh, <laughs> I was interested in the heists, and I tried to do some of those, but like I started in the middle of a heist, and I was too low oh. to do anything. I couldn't level up because I couldn't find groups to play with because everyone was too high level for me. Uh, and they so, kept kicking you out. Yeah, I was not having fun. Mm -hmm. I was dying right away. If they did keep me around, I would need to find like a group of people I could play with and level up with to do anything in the game. And that's hard. I think that's the problem with GTA V's online mode, besides all the microtransaction shit, is that it's oh, not very yeah. new player accessible. <laughs> uh, yeah. On the, although I have heard there's like a Battle Royale mode coming out. That sounds kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, it's, um, of like course a there Wars. is. It's already out. Everything needs that battle royale mode. Is there today. a mod that's um a zombie apocalypse mod that's coming? That's they're bringing over from the PC. I, it's already out. I'm not certain on that one. I, I, mean, I know they have it, but I don't know if it's out yet or not, or if they're doing something with it. But there's definitely a, a mod that makes it changes the whole landscape of it. It's like it's all overgrown and fawny and everything and like yeah. the NPCs are like zombie-esque and stuff alright so I only played online uh, recently on GTA 5 actually with uh, some of the guys here with um, with Renegade, with Psychorender and with Relox if I remember correctly and that was fun but I had the same problem that the just the online mode wasn't very accessible to me because I was running around most of the time without weapons because I don't have money. <laughs> and yeah. getting money seemed, at least to me, very difficult or very tiresome. So I didn't really bother anymore with online mo mode. Uh, I never played it for myself again. I just played it with some of the guys and that was fine, but I don't know. The economy seems really grindy to me. Oh, it is. It is. As oh, you okay. It's since launch. It. Oh, yeah. That's... This isn't playing this game from the beginning. Getting money is the longest thing that you can do in that game online. You you also can't transfer your characters now to PC. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> Damn. Cause, okay. Yeah. Um. Because I was gonna transfer. Because I I've got a lot of money on my Xbox One profile, so I was like, hey, all right, I'll be able to play mm. both on PC and all that. Nope, they don't let you transfer anymore. Shit. Okay. Yeah. When, so, when did they stop that then? Um, I 
I don't. I think it was like about a year ago. Why? Okay. Why did they stop doing that? Sounds like a feature you would add rather than take away. Yeah, well, they, they had it. They had it at launch on like if you went to Xbox One or PS4, you could pull up from that. And then... I think it was from um, the 360 and the PS3 to Xbox when yeah, they launched yeah. it then, and then launched it the PC. That's why you could. Yeah. Weird. But yeah, yeah that's not the... it sucks. It... I I refunded the PC version immediately after I found that out. Okay. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The, the online mode seemed so grindy to me, and if I wanted to play a grindy online game and, and put hours and hours into an online game, I probably would start to play World of Warcraft again, and I swore I would never touch that thing in, in my life again. So, yeah, not going to do that. I've heard they've been doing good stuff with it, but I don't know. I, I played my fill of WoW. I'm done with it. Yeah, same. I played it for like six years straight, and oh, no, never again. Never again. Oh, I'm I'm excited to see Wild Classic coming back. But, uh... Yeah, that's nice, but I I just can't. It's it's like a, 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 a disease to me now. I'd be interested if we're <laughs> up to Burning Crusade, but I'm pretty sure it's just gonna be vanilla, so I'm not really that interested. Yeah, Burning Crusade was pretty good. Yeah. Um. Okay. So uh, we're going to. I'm asking what you guys' thoughts are on the future of Grand Theft Auto after five. What, what do you want to see improve? What story elements do you want kind of brought back? What stuff do you want removed in GTA Six? Uh, for for me, I I like the concept of three protagonists. I want that back. It's it's interesting to have like three different characters who kind of flow through the narrative, and you can pick pretty much any time for a lot of things. I like that. I I really want to see more of that. Uh, what I removed hmm. is um, how Grand Theft Auto Online works now, which is to say, um, hey, do you, you want to grind eight million or do you want to put down? Um, shark eight money is like a hundred bucks. Take two. Yeah, shark cards. <laughs> and that eight, and that hundred, that eight million is going to be gone so fast as well. Oh yeah, and that's the worst part too. Like it, just, you spend it so fast. It's a hundred bucks for eight million dollars. Who and it's pays sad. for that? People do that. You know? Whales. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think almost, a couple I'm of my friends did, it, and I'm just like, why? I've had shark cards bought for me because a friend's like, here, I I got this money anyways. Screw it. Like, please don't. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I can't justify spending even like, you know, even twenty bucks for one point, like one yeah, one point five million roughly. Oh, um, yeah. really fast, I'm going to reintroduce uh, Konzo. Konzo's back. He's back. Yeah, yeah I'm back. Yep. So what hey. question, what do you want? Oh, 11. we're on 11. I'm almost finished with my little bit here. Mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, like, it's it's almost impressive how much money they've sold on shark cards alone. Oh, yeah. It's also Definitely. really fucking insidious, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not their fault that people are buying these cards. Uh, yeah, but... Indirectly, they, they, but not they, theirs. They know what they're doing. Yeah, but Definitely. um, but yeah, that's sort of the end of my spiel. Um, I really hope the three protagonists concept comes back because I love it. It's great, and it works so well with GTA Five that I can only imagine mm. whatever they're going to do for GTA Six. It'll hopefully be impressive. But uh, yeah, down the line. <clears throat> so, question eleven: What you said? Yeah. Yes. All right. 
So my thoughts on the future of Grand Theft Auto after five. Now, by now, uh, judging from how successful the old Shark cards and GTA Online is, <laughs> I see the single-player element of Grand Theft Auto increasing more and more, probably to the point uh, we may witness an MMO Grand Theft Auto by seven. Oh no! And, uh, so, oh. so Elder Scrolls Online? <laughs> yes, except <laughs> at, at, at uh, in Grand Theft Auto. Oh god! So, I, I know, right? Um, I'd be fine if that if it was on separate game. <laughs> hmm. So what improvements or story elements? Now, the only improvement I can think of is, for Christ's sake, take away microtransactions. And yes. uh, Absolutely. And uh, things that I'd like to be done? Well, I don't really have any because I like surprises. Uh, I mean, also because I think that uh, they should be free to, uh, I guess, try, try stuff. Invent, experiment, I don't know what is the correct English word for it. You can say experiment. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. So, that's it. <laughs> Alright then. Uh, sure, that was, that was clean and cut. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, I, I like GTA 5 a lot. Like, everything about it from the story to even online. Like, the microtransaction thing doesn't bother me because if they're there, I'm not going to use them. If people want to use them, I'm not sure, but I guess that's why. The grind in that game is hard because they want you to get the the shark cards. The only time I've gotten one is when I rebought GTA Five and it came with a shark card. And if you've been playing since 360 or PS3, they just give you money because hey, thanks for staying with us. So I've never had to bother with that. Yeah, I get so, a lot of like five hundred thousand dollar notifications. Yeah, like, I'm not I'm not gonna bitch about this. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for the money, guys. I wish this happened in real life. Um, Can I cash out? No. Um, <laughs> uh, what I really want I definitely want an online mode again I, I don't see them doing a kind of an Elder Scrolls online thing because it only it works so well because it was tied with the story and people waiting for it I don't see them doing a standalone online game if they do I, I don't think it's going to head off that well it works so well because of the the area that it's in within GTA 5 and GTA 4 why those worked well if they decided to make it a separate thing like an Elder Scrolls or any MMO game I just don't see it hitting off, especially because that world is already so packed. I don't think they'll do that. But I want them, for the next installments, to go to Vice City, because they've already remade Liberty City, they've remade San Andreas. The next logical step for them to do is go further back and redo Vice City and make it even bigger and better than San Andreas was, and then Liberty City. and Because it's a smaller area, they can make it more compact with actual places that you can go into, houses, big mansions that you can just go into, buy them, have a real estate like you did in San Andreas, buying all these houses and things and businesses and actually be effective in that kind of model, hire employees within that and monopolize in that manner where you can have your MMO for that. But that's really what I want, or at least expand on the GTA 5 online where it incorporates those kinds of things. I did hear a rumor, though, that they're looking to do it in Japan, but it's going to be hard because then they have to change all of the um, the names of their car brands and the stores and everything. So they might, they're probably not going to do that. But I wouldn't mind them doing that one there. But with Sleeping Dogs, it's unlikely that they'll go with an Asian setting. Mm. Uh, like Shadow just said, I'd like them to go back to Vice City, which I think is likely... As he said, um, they've already gone back to Liberty City and expanded it. They've gone back to San Andreas and expanded it. 
logical next step is Vice City. Uh, I, of course, I personally want to see that because, like I said, I'm from Florida. I'm hoping they expand out and do like a, a region based on Tampa, where I grew up, and Orlando, where I lived until I moved where I am now. I, I just like to see familiar settings because growing up in Florida, anything set in America is not set in Florida. So I see a lot of environments <laughs> yeah. that are not what I'm used to. I can't really. Uh, yeah, there's a couple yeah. things. The thing is, I can't remember those couple things that are in Florida. Well, um, no, fuck, Ace Ventura. Uh, Ace Ventura's in Florida. Ace Ventura, oh, uh, yeah. Battlefield Hardline. I didn't realize Hardline was here. I haven't played Hardline. But no, not I, a lot of stuff set in Florida. I, but, uh, and if it is in Miami, like Vice City, uh, microtransactions are not going anywhere unless, like, a. a somebody outside of the gaming industry makes it so they have to, a government thing or something. Mm. Uh, that's where they make their money. The whales are always going to give money to the company for uh, to make their numbers go up in their game. I wish I had that mm -hmm. kind of money to spend, but I don't. Uh, anything else I'd like to see removed? I can't really think of anything. I just want them to let me make my... Or, like, make my online character and run around with them in a single-player mode, and not cut off a bunch of the single-player yeah. content. <laughs> Stuff like yeah. that. Uh, other than that, no, I just want to see more of... Uh, more improvements, not more of the same. It's basically, like, yeah. GTA V improved on the formula quite a bit, I want to see that keep happening. I just want condensed world. That's what I want. I want to go into buildings with living, spoiling people that live. Just give me that and I'm happy. Well, um, let's. I'll try to focus on the positive things and not on, on not try to shout about <laughs> microtransactions for an hour. So, um, what I would like to see again is that the multiple character system, as said before, that is great. I think that's a really good idea because you can input uh, put in many characters, so there's a character for everyone in the game, and that's a good idea. Um, what else? Uh, just what I would like to see coming back, because I enjoyed it very much, was the more gang war style of um, San, An uh, San Andreas. I don't know. I liked conquering territories for some reason. That's something I like to do. It was a bit random in San Andreas. As far as I remember, you just had to kill some gang members, and then it initiated like yeah. a, a wave-based event. That was a bit lazy, but you could probably turn that into something interesting. Maybe some side oh, mission where you go and conquer some other gang's territory in some crazy, insane fights. That might be interesting. They do that in Godfathers. Oh, nice. So that might be a game I need to check out then. Because I yeah, love this they kind of this, stuff. They this system that the more, you, the more damage you did to a certain family, uh, the more they were hostile against you to the point that they put up uh, roadblocks with people with mm. guns trying to kill you. Ah, that's yeah. Nice. So it's a really that Godfather's completely. It was under the radar. They did a lot of things that were really good, even though it's considered a clone. Godfather's and Godfather's Two, that was set in um LA. Both very very good games, story wise and the mechanics they have in there. All right, that's nice. So okay, let, I'll I'll keep this as short as possible. What I would hate to see, but it will happen if it, it definitely um, more grindy online stuff and more microtransactions. 
but yeah, will, that uh, will basically happen yeah. because if if people want to throw money down the devil's throats, the devil will keep going. That's how it goes. Yeah, so, like yeah. I said, it's my transactions aren't going anywhere. The ESRB said they don't see it as gambling. The ESRB is run by the gaming companies, so yeah. Of course, they're going to say, yeah, that's plus, not gambling. We plus, uh, to... 2K just recently came out and said that they're looking at putting microtransactions in every game they're coming out soon. Oh, yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah as long as people keep buying microtransactions. Them. I don't think there is anything wrong, personally, with a microtransaction. There's, not, there's nothing wrong. It's, it's how you do it. It's yeah. how you yeah. do it. Yeah. Personally, I can have yeah, it doesn't affect me that much, so I don't care as much as a lot of people do. I'm just saying mm. that, that they're going to keep doing it, and yeah. like a, a strike would not affect it. You can't say, hey, don't buy these, because it's only a handful of whales that are spending all this money. So but they're spending stop. a lot of yeah. money. They're not going to yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. And I mean, I have bought microtransactions in games before, but mostly like cosmetic stuff and uh, skins, yeah. I don't know, stuff that doesn't affect the game. But as soon as it, it's uh, game-relevant things and stuff that lets you skip the grinding, that's where it turns me off. Fast. As long as it's not buy the win, I'm generally happy. I will happily buy costumes yeah. for characters, um, even DLC, depending on the game, like Batman yeah, sure. Arkham, uh, the latest one, Arkham Knight, that DLC, for what it was, was heavily overpriced the season pass. But I'm a huge nerd and Batman fan, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to get this anyway. What did the, yeah, totally. the content you got was terrible. What was the DLC that it added? Uh, they had the DLC for Red Hood and um, Harlequin, and if you pre-ordered it, you got it, but you still get it with the season pass. Well, I... There was another one for Batgirl. Just the, every story pack you got was only like half an hour long. And the DLC pack was I, I, the pass was just terrible. I'd have paid full price for Red Hood alone because it's my favorite, but uh, that's me. Oh no, it it was fun, but that that DLC season pass was one of the worst things I've ever invested in as a general gamer. But as a fan of like Batman and stuff like that, then yeah, it was completely worth it. But I did feel a bit shortchanged for you spent so much money and you had half an hour of story DLC, which is loosely connected to the main story. You got a lot of cool customization stuff like the the Batmobiles and everything, but overall, I I personally no, wouldn't say money. it was worth it. Yeah. yeah. All, right. Um, all right. All right. So to the next question, which I'm gonna uh, ask and answer really fast, I have to use the bathroom. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> what is your favorite item slash weapon in the Grand Theft Auto series, and why? I'm going to say the chainsaw because it's ridiculously fun. I mean, it's pretty overpowered <laughs> it's during some of the missions. I mean. <laughs> I remember the I remember the explosive shotgun from the Ballad of Gaetan, you think? That was pretty hectic to use. Mm. I I and... personally don't really have a favorite melee weapon or anything. I like mm -hmm. I like melee in general, so like the bat from any of them was nice, but anything other than that is just there's a gun, so I'm gonna shoot it. But I also have an affinity for um shotguns, so any shotgun in any game is gonna be my best friend. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. I honestly, I, I just like guns, so I can't pick one. I, I'm kind of a gun nerd. Uh, so no, I just like the gunplay, especially from four on. It felt just oh, really yes. good to you know shoot guns. Uh, a thing that I recall from Ford is that 
from Grand Theft Auto 4 is that in theory you could beat the game without actually killing anyone because if you shot people in little points at a certain high uh, health level, they just fell on the ground without trying to... Yeah, I yeah. actually didn't yeah, yeah, like Shoot them in the knee and stuff. Yeah, shoot them in the leg, yes. they'll just fall down and they won't die. They'll just be writhing on the ground, which, you know, for me is preferable because I'm actually not that violent a person. <laughs> so, yes. Mm. It's, it's an interesting approach that I noticed that the only game I can think that uh, tends to reward this non-little approach at least for a game that contains, uh, we can say, weapons as a key feature, is Postal 2. I said from that, I have never seen many games that reward a non-lethal approach where... Hitman uh, kinda does. Kinda. <laughs> Most stealth games do. If you yeah, kill people, like it will get that. harder and harder. But I mean, it's not a game whose key feature is killing. Yeah, it's I, being stealth. I, uh... Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, but you've still got Assassin's Creed, though, where that game literally, as much as it says it's a stealth game and stuff, it is literally about going and killing people. The only people that you need to kill in any of the Assassin's Creed games are the key plot point characters, but anyone else you don't need to kill to get through that game. I mean, you could throw in uh, Undertale here, because if you kill people, it actually charges you the game and it gets harder, so yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, let me think. Favorite weapon? Um, GTA San Andreas, satchel charges. Put them on your car, drive car into enemies, jump out, explode the thing. That's awesome. I love it. (laughs) Actually, the car bomb from 3. I like that one. I'm going to make that one. Oh, yeah. You, you, uh, how was the guy called that put that into your car? 8-Ball? Was that his yes, name? Yeah, like yeah he, right. Um, what was cool about 8-Ball is that you blew up that car. You could go to the car showroom and get the um the Porsche kind of car. can't remember what it's called now, but that one yeah. that's been in all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. That's true. Can go back yeah, I think we're all finished, right? The, the, I got one thing, one oh, thing yeah. to say, because it's... Something that bothers me a lot about Dishonored, since we were talking about games uh, rewarding you for not killing anyone. All right. Dishonored. Right. Dishonored is a beautiful game. It is. It's a great game, and I love it. And I love the aesthetic. I love the soundtrack. What I don't love is that they give you all these really cool powers and a really cool flippy <laughs> butterfly sword and and an awesome like gun and crossbow, and you're not allowed to kill anybody if you want the best ending. <laughs> so I didn't kill yep. anyone, but I really wanted to use my awesome sword. And that's just open the second playthrough, and I... you're dead. Yeah, totally. One chaos playthrough and one pure. I just that's don't make how a you do girl it. Girl, sad. Aww. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on to the next question. What's uh, the favorite? G- well, what's your favorite GTA Easter egg? And um, my favorite is uh, the one on the bridge where it says, "You shouldn't be up here." Yes. <laughs> that, one, it, also, that one got there, me. There was also one in three that uh, it was something like that. You shouldn't. You, you're not supposed to be here if you jump. The... It's, it's like a smiley face. Yes, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there are so many Easter eggs. We'd probably uh, we have a few hours a whole, to get through podcast. Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a whole podcast right True. Now. True. But as far as I'm concerned, the ones that at least interest me the most are the ones related to translation, because uh, there is something mm. I noticed that. People put Italian words everywhere to make everything sound more exotic. Like, <laughs> I mean, you don't say bar. You, you, uh, no, barista and bartender are the li- are literally the same thing. 
but people will use barista to make it sound more exotic. And sure. that's just an example that comes up to my mind. Well, GTA 5 has the Lampadati custom Stronzo. All right. Now, <laughs> not turd. Yes, Stronzo can mean turd or asshole in Italian. Yeah. And Lampadati himself, uh, a Lampadato is a person that artificially tans uh, himself. So, mm. yes, it's so techy that it gave them into a bike. And I read that in the European version of San Andreas, you can unlock a special livery for the PCJ uh, bike if you get a golden old bike mission. Yeah. That is, is okay. The livery has the number 46, which is after the MotoGP Rossi. racer Valentino Rossi. But on the livery, there is a WLF driven that in Italian means Viva la Figa, Long Live Puss. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's it. And I, can, uh... I mean, for, for someone that speaks that language every day, it's something uh, very curious because, I mean, it, I hope you, I pro, you probably have something similar if you don't speak English as a native language. Yeah, no, there's, there's like, going with the language thing, uh, in 4, and I think even in 5 as well, you've got Pissvasa, and yes. every time I saw that, that was just hilarious to me, considering what it was in its beer, and the way they mocked that, it was absolutely hilarious for me. Pissvasa uh, was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the internet on um, GTA 4, if you called a certain number... In real life, you, I, th I can't remember what the actual issue was. I think it was either a helpline or something, but you could call the number in real life, and that was cool. The dating service on that was really nice because you would actually go to an internet cafe. But as for Easter eggs, I like the Bigfoot Easter egg in 5 because they took something that was fake from San Andreas and made it real in 5. Uh, but my favorite one is in a four when you go to the Statue of Liberty, no, Statue of Happiness, and I think either you get to the top of it or there's something and there's just a smiley face and it's a it's a reference to something in real life, like, but I can't remember oh. what it was. Or the, there's okay. a heart in the, the chest, I think, yeah. of um, the statue. Yep. And I it's like beating. Yeah, and it's beating. Yeah, I was going to mention that one because my favorite Easter eggs in anything, and really just my favorite stuff in general, tends to be creepy stuff, and I find the beating heart in a statue kind of creepy. <laughs> uh, True, yeah. Most favorite one's probably the one in 5, I think I mentioned in the group chat here a bit ago. Uh, there's like a ghost girl of a murdered woman. Ah, yes. get there like 11.02 at midnight, yeah. Yeah, I think you have to like look through the scope of your weapon because you get too close, she disappears. But, uh, mm -hmm. like, and, like, there's, like, hints in the game. There's, like, a politician uh, who's, like, running for office or running for re-election or something. And uh, there's, like, hints that he, like, murdered a girl. And that's basically yeah. confirmation of that. And I just thought that was really cool. Uh, I just yeah, love no, creepy Easter eggs, cool. like the ones in Metal Gear Solid Five that are references to P.T., which, rest in peace. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They're amazing. And gotta love Konami, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe not so much um, anymore, but yeah. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so my favorite ones are all from San Andreas because that's the one I remember the most. And the first one is mm. uh, the one on the Golden Gate Bridge 
there's a sign up there. If you f make the effort to go up there, there's a sign that uh, reads, there is no Easter egg up here, go away. Ah, uh, yes. That, hmm. That's really funny. And then there's a, a second, like a second sign somewhere in the city that is like a description of the bridge. And yes, it starts it out really normal, like length, 150 meters, something like that. And then it goes into these really specific uh, specs, like 16,000 polygons, 600 meter draw distance, 10 textures, <laughs> takes yes. up like 1.3 megabyte of disk space. And I just love that nerdy shit that they put in there. That's yeah. so good. Also, you, thing... I think in San Andreas, you could shoot the moon with a sniper rifle and it got bigger. Yeah. Yes, if I remember yeah, yeah. That was really, really creepy for some reason. <laughs> I do that a lot. I like to make it bigger, mostly as a reference to myself, to Majora's Mask, because I freaking love the moon Majora's Mask. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another, another Easter egg of San Andreas that I remember is the, at least from what I recall, in the Area 51, if you went down in the, lab in the laboratories, you could find a crowbar on a table that was a reference mm -hmm. to Half-Life. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I like yeah, um, gaming references. For. Uh... Oh, no, never mind. No? No, no, no. no. I, uh, it was a reference to the uh, urban legends, etc., but it's later on the uh, questions, yeah, so I, I, we can uh, wait. There was a. On GTA Online, you can have James Marston as a parent, and I don't know if that counts as an Easter egg, but it just shows that I it's guess. a it's a connected world and I think there's been a lot of references for those kinds of Easter eggs when it came to um, like who's Franklin is, is CJ his dad and is Claude related to Michael and all these things like did he change his name and become Michael yeah that reminds me and, all that, and that's really cool you can find a book in GTA 5 titled Red Dead Redemption by Jack Marston okay fuck nice. Kind of interesting. That reminds me of um, Alan Wake and uh, its references to um, no, not Alan Wake, uh, Quantum Break, and it, on when oh, yeah. at the beginning of the university, there's the whole Alan Wake author, and like, is that a book in the um, Quantum Break thing, or is Alan Wake a real person in that? And there's, I think, there's a uh, what's the other game that they did with the bullet time? Max Payne oh, uh, reference Max in there as well. Yeah. So I think there's like a couple. Give me that. I, yeah, I love connected universes, so uh, any of that, I'm happy. Oh, yeah. Uh, ready for the next question? Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the next one is, what is your most hilarious busted or wa like a wasted moment? Whenever you die or get arrested? Um, I would say the most enjoyable one I had is I was going about eh, 100, 120 in uh, GTA 4 and hit a guardrail, went flying, and I hit a boat, right? Like, just square string the boat, hit the guy, and died. So I go, okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take that, yeah. Now, to be fair, I don't recall any, so I'm skipping this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have any, just any from falling from a plane or, like, trying to do something like that, but any busted moments. I don't really have any amazingly good ones, so I'm going to go with Conzo and skip it. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, played the games a lot, so I've probably got a lot of them. I can't really think of a lot off the top of my head, but I will say my favorite uh, in general is in Vice City, when you get like uh, arrested, one of your friends in Vice City is a lawyer, and you'll hear him like defending you as the game loads. <clears throat> and I just thought that was really <laughs> funny, because he always got you off, because I guess he's a really good lawyer. 
Nice. Johnny me Cochran. Yeah. <laughs> if it does not fit, uh, you must acquit. <laughs> uh, I could just remember uh, I not sure if that even happened to me, but I know it's a thing. In San Andreas, sometimes the some of the airplanes would just randomly crash, <laughs> and every once in a while, it would there would be a chance that it would crash right on your face. I'm not sure if that ever happened to me, but I know there's videos out there of people dying that way, and yeah. I think that's I it's think... so random, but it's hilarious. No, I think I know the reason for that, but I think I'll hold that off until the uh, urban legend thing, because it kind of ties into that. Sure. Okay, so uh, speaking of that, let's let's go right to that. And uh, can somebody can queue up X Files music? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't have that available. <laughs> Need a soundboard in here. True. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, grass production. Cue to the music, please. Exactly. Do 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 do. Uh, Alright, so Grand Auto was known for a lot of the myths and weird speculations of things that could either be found in-game or that people had taken blurry screenshots of. So, uh, and I'm going to quickly get a couple of these out of the way. Have you heard of any of the the big GTA myths? Something like, um, something like the Sasquatch myths or uh, yeah. you know, ghost yeah. cars, what have you? And what are the little known myths that you might have heard? Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I recall that with a friend of mine, maybe, or with a friend that we went hunting for all those uh, the, the uh, urban legends. Some of them we could actually found them in game, like the suicide photographer or the ghost cars or something like that. And yeah. then there was just the Bigfoot or, or Sasquatch, depending on what country you live in. That hmm. the method to see it was like that you had to be. Uh, at a certain place, in a certain time, then look through the sniper rifle in a specific place and you could see the shadow of something that was the Bigfoot. But mm. probably the, the thing I remember the most was uh, something you had to do, a very elaborate, a specific set of specific actions, and then go to the RFT-1, jump into a spaceship, and there you could see the father of CJ, because CJ was yeah. the son of an alien. and. <laughs> But and and the other thing was that some people uh, on the very early days of YouTube, uh, these people uploaded the videos of modded uh, Grand Theft Auto for PC. And since we were little boys and we knew nothing about modding, we we were convinced it was a thing in game and we could unlock it ourselves. At least this was uh, a personal experience because uh, <laughs> I was born in mid '90s, so I was about that age of ignorance. Uh, when Grand Theft Auto San Andreas was out. Didn't they make an actual thing for an update or something where oh. you could actually do that? Um, there are ways... For five, maybe. Yeah, there's ways you can mod in, like, all that stuff, but, uh, but not as far oh. as I know. I didn't make it official. Oh, okay. Nah, the, the only big one that I know about was, um, the, the Bigfoot one. I think there was another one about, um seeing someone naked in the game or something like that but the big one is the the, the bigfoot sasquatch one other than that i don't know much of the old school san andreas uh myths oh okay that uh, with, with that naked one i'll, I'll quickly explain this uh, people were theorizing that because of a hot coffee mod and which yeah. wasn't a mod ah, the hot coffee yeah so they were expecting it was just, there to uh, be the actual... pc game now 
Uh, well, no, it was, it was PS2 and, um, yeah, it was and Xbox. The, it was also in the console game source code, but after yeah. it was found oh, okay. out, they had to take and, it and out of the source mod. code. Yeah, if you, if you mm. wanted it, you had to go save mod it. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, it was so it was just a few flags you had to flip on, but um, people were people were theorizing the nude models because of that. But they were okay. Mm, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Even the hot coffee thing, they were still wearing clothes. Yeah, yeah they had the, they the black actually, lines on yeah. them as well. They hadn't actually. Mo- the reason why the black lines were there during that was because the models weren't switching, because there were no uh. models for the the nude. Mm. Yep, they're supposed to be hardcore, hardcore sex nudity. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, shame we didn't get that. Well, I don't have really a myth. Okay, it's okay. more of a. Oh, sorry, I thought you go. Uh, no, go no, first, sorry, then. Sorry. All right, uh, I'll do this real quick then. Uh, as I was mentioning from the last question, he was talking about the uh, crashing airplanes, and we mentioned the ghost cars. To my understanding, the ghost cars has to do with, uh, sometimes, pretty rarely, the cars will spawn without a driver in them. So, mm, they'll mm. just kind of like, they'll be moving forward, but there's nobody in it to drive it. A lot of times they'll just crash into whatever's in front of them, they won't make turns. That's just because there's no one in the car. It got spawned improperly. It's probably the same thing with the planes, is that they'd get spawned without a pilot, and so they just kind of come falling out of the sky. And if you're unlucky, you're right under it. That hmm. might be. I mean, a lot of these things in other games um, come from programming errors. I mean, most famously, yeah. like Pokemon missing no and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's <laughs> totally a possibility. So, from my understanding, like... it's not an intentional thing. They just, it was a coding error. Um, ah, I see. There was the Bigfoot thing, which, in San Andreas, which I, um, I found to be interesting. But uh, the thing in San Andreas is that it was mentioned that there was something in the woods, but they didn't say what. Everybody was saying mm. Bigfoot. I assumed it was like a slasher or something. Uh, mm. And that kind of scared me, because I was pretty young and afraid of slashers <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I mean, she still be afraid of slashers now. But, I had know. a family friend who would like to fuck with me by playing like the Halloween music and creeping oh, out. Oh, you're going to say you just slash people up. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Not that close. <laughs> the one I remember most vividly myself, though, I don't remember if it was even like an actual urban myth or just one that I kind of made up with my friend. Uh, I think it was in GTA 3. There was like a, a tunnel you could find in one of the parks and it sounded like moaning was coming from it. And what it actually turned mm-hmm. out to be was like there was like a drunk homeless guy nearby that we were hearing. But yeah. Find so I thought that there was like a ghost in there or something. Uh, no, Give God, me what, money. What was he moaning from? Actually, you know what? Don't want to know. Just being a no, 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 not going there. Hands are up. That's not what I was thinking. Cheeseburgers. <laughs> so yeah. Um. The thing is, what I, what I'm about to tell is more of a, um, a a tale of against German censorship than a myth. But to me, it felt like a myth back then. So okay. in I think in Vice City, there are these rampage missions. I think right. Uh, as far as I know, yeah. yeah, yeah, was yeah, it San Andreas? It was one of the two. No, I know San Andreas. No, no, Vice, Vice City, City had a rampage well. mission. It yes, okay. Vice City. All right. So I know I was playing the game and I knew there was these kind of rampage missions, but I never found them. I was looking for them all over the map, nowhere to be found. And 
back in the day, of course, I was, uh, I don't know, 10, 12 years old, maybe. So I was playing the game in German. And um, I didn't have the internet back then. Well, we had the internet, but I wasn't tech savvy. So I was not going to look up stuff like that. And what it turned out to be is if you play the game in, a G in German language, the rampages disappear completely because they're censored. And if you switch to English, they appear again. It's so fucking weird. But it took me almost yes, a year to figure that out. So that was a complete a part of the game that was, like, missing for me for some reason. Seems like a rush job oh. of censorship if just changing the language puts it Or back. a very cheeky way to include it anyway. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, got it can be seen so... both ways. Yeah. I mean, today, it's uh, if they still did that today, that would be a lot more relaxed uh, because oh, you didn't yeah. have to hassle with, like, oh, how do I get the US version of that and stuff like that. Well, to be fair, for Swiss Switzerland, it's not that much of a problem. It's more for Germany itself, but still. Well, I mean, they did have rampages in five anyway, so... That's true. Did, did you... Hmm. Then again, they were, they were a little bit different... Yeah, back then they were a bit more trigger-happy on censorship, actually. That's true. Ironically. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, now now we get to the final question here. So, in conclusion, Grand Auto has always been a subject to controversy since the very beginning, and a ton of outrage by the media. What do you think of the, the moments that Grand Auto has thrown the media's way with stuff like uh, hot coffee, the torture scene in Grand Auto 5, fucking hookers... Nico drinking and driving and going bowling. Uh, you know, a whole bunch of stuff like that, strip club titties, pretty much everything. Do, do you think that um, your thoughts are Grand Autos went ever really over the line, or they haven't gone far enough yet, is, is basically what I'm trying to say. Now, uh, the thing is, we need to make clear that Grand Theft Auto is a Peggy 18 game. So, yes. you know, it. I mean, it's... A it's it's a Peggy 18, so you must expect that. Like huh. the also some also I like when they make they double to make uh, they double to make they are able to make these uh, double entendre uh, double very well hidden. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it with... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm saying like the, the twat, like the yeah. The, the twatter. Internet cafe. Yes. Yeah. The twatter. They... Piss washer. Yes. Yep. <laughs> exactly. If they hide them well, sprung because. It, it it also becomes uh, fun uh, looking for for them like the group se group six uh, security yeah. group that in German is read as uh, sex group sex and etc. Right. <laughs> but the, yes, but at the moment we step into adults only territory, I think it is uh, uh, crossing the line. So, but not much because of creative reasons. Because in theory, when you write a game, you can do whatever you want with it, you can put a piece of yourself in it, etc. But for legal, for, for legal reason, reason, because it is Peggy 18, but it's not adult Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on board with Kanzo on that one, I mean, they get, oh, before we go into it, the singer of the song is Laura Branigan. That's ah. her name. <laughs> that took a long time, but yeah, we got it. Yeah, I just remembered. <laughs> And I do have a fun time when I died in the game. I did a cheat code, and I spawned a tank on myself, and I kept doing the health cheat and decided just to die. 
god. So those questions out the way. Nice. <laughs> um, for um, this, uh, no, exactly as Kamsa said, it's an 18, it's a rated 18 game, no matter where you are. I don't know any game that has a lower rating than 18 for that, I mean, or rather any country. So 17 plus once you're on 18, yeah. Uh, 17 plus is it, it still works it's still, at the yeah. end of the day no, i know i'm just being you should expect Jesus. <laughs> um yeah so you should expect adult content in there for them it's not adults only but the age rating itself doesn't have to specify only adults can play this game if you're in a store or gamestop game whatever game you've got in your area you aren't meant to buy that game if it somehow ends up in your house then technically that would come down to the parents saying they bought the game for you or they didn't know or a friend got it. At the end of the day, it's yeah. whoever's responsible for that child, if a child's playing it, to say, don't play this game. But you can't so keep an eye on your child the whole time. True, um, I mean, if you... Yeah, exactly, it gets through. Definitely, it gets through. And everything that's happened in the game, you should expect it from the hot coffee stuff. The torture scene in itself, it, I think... On a grand scale, yeah, it was definitely pushing the boundaries of what you should really put in a game. But at the end of the day, if you're playing GTA, you've probably shot how many people in the head already? The torture scene in itself is what's what's the real difference? Are you gonna be a mass psychopath murdering on a whole, or are you just gonna torture this one guy for information as part of the government, which is something that pretty much most of the world knows the government does. So, I mean, what's the real difference? Yeah. The game even makes fun of it. It, it sort of satirizes that. Yeah, I was, yeah. was going to talk about that. That, that was a whole argument for that as well. Uh, I agree that it's it's already rated you know, for adults. People 18 and up, 17 and up, wherever you are. It's If you don't want your kids to have access to that, you need to you know involve yourself in what your kids are doing. So, if you're yeah. not comfortable with your kids playing an 18-up game... Don't let them play an 18-up game. They're still in your house. Uh, I don't think the content is too much, personally. Even some of the AO stuff no. doesn't really bother me. Uh, maybe keep it out just to keep it more accessible to a wider audience. That's fine. I'm not asking for more. Uh, no. It's A lot of the stuff, too, is the sexualized content that people complain about. When it's already a game about killing a lot of people and being a criminal. Yeah, that, that is the weirdest thing I've always noticed. Yeah, I don't understand why acts that end lives are okay, but the act that creates life is not. I've never understood that. Yeah, can oh, whoever you want, but do not have sex. Exactly. It's okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's a big hurdle gaming needs to get over. I, still, I, that's every that's every media. Everything too. Yeah, yeah. It's not even gaming. Most media people. can today get away with a bit of that, but gaming. At all, just in my opinion, cannot get away with just a little bit of erotic content most of the time. Because people still see gaming as aimed at children. Yeah, people also not... think when they think of sex in video games, they're thinking of uh, I hate to use the name here, rape play. They're thinking of stuff like that. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe that tainted of... it. Which is That's... It's yeah, not, it's not. This is like this is it, not the same as the games we're it, making here. It yeah. it didn't help. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I think, what else I think it's definitely a society issue. Like, I think most countries you can join the army at 16 or services, but you can't legally have sex until you're like 18. So you can already be trained to kill someone 
before you're allowed to legally have sex. Yeah, I, here in the United States, like you got to be 18 to do either join the army or age of consent for that. But oh, okay. alcohol is 21, so you can sign up to shoot a gun and die for your country before you're allowed to drink, which I think is ridiculous. Ha. You have to be 16. sober to kill people, so you know there's that. Uh, Hang on, I, I, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, about the torture scene specifically, uh, it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. A lot like the no Russian yes. mission in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oh yeah, 2. totally. No, no Russian from Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, the airport scene. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable, and then even after the mission, Trevor himself, the person who did the torture, says torture isn't an effective way to get information. Torture is just to make the person mm. doing the torture feel good and have power and be in control. You're not supposed to yeah. like the scene. So if you have a bad reaction to that scene. Good, that's the point. It worked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, You're still human. Yes. Exactly. But yeah, it's it's the same as Konzo said before. It's an 18 plus game. We shouldn't be asking, oh, what should they put in and what they should not be putting in. We should ask the question, why do they put these things in? Do they fit? I mean, there's games mm. that put in torture and rape scenes just for the heck of it, and that's that's stupid, but if the, you put these scenes in for a reason and they have a good effect, then that's context. absolutely fine. Yeah, and I, I'm also very happy because I think the outrage about GTA got a little uh, or smaller and smaller with each um, installment, it seemed to me, yeah. because I can remember, I don't know how many of you guys remember this guy, um, Jack Thompson? I remember Jack Thompson, I, yes. I yeah. I mean, he was on, like, GTA 3, and I think was the time when he was around. And he tried to get that thing banned, and it was well, like, crazy back then. So Jack, Jack Thompson had a career way before that with, um, I think... Manhunt? Yeah, and he had some other games he Man, was... It was a completely different game, oh, though. So like I said, I'm in America, Jack Thompson's American. In fact, he's from Florida, where I'm from. Uh, oh, nice. Fun. <laughs> he, he had a crusade against video games in general. Mass Effect, even. Yeah. He had, or no, I think, actually, Mass Effect, he didn't have as much of an issue with. No, I, I think it was, was Manhunt, Mortal Kombat, yeah, he, he had bully, an issue with the violence bully. and stuff. People complained about the first well, Mass Effect because it had well, like, I mean, a like, sex scene in it. Well, stuff like that before, way before gaming. I mean, you know, he was trying to basically shut down two live crew of Nazism. Well, as nasty as they want to be, then straight out of Compton. <laughs> he tried really? to those restricted, yeah. Damn. Uh, it's like the um, Comments Code Authority with the uh, the perversion of Trojan, I think it was, how that started. And she's like, if there's anything that's considered to be aimed at children, even though comics got popular by people in World War II with Captain America being shipped out to them for things to read. So it was, comics were originally really meant as superhero comics, meant for adults. And then when the war finished, it got catered to more towards children with comics like Archie. So anything aimed at children, specifically, I guess, if there's any adult sort of contact, it's going to be like, no, don't do this. All children are going to be perversed. And it's like, no, I grew up playing Mortal Kombat. To be fair, when you look at it now, it was, it's not anything. But at the time, those were the graphics, and it was grim to yes. someone's spine being ripped out. Yeah. So... The majority of us, you have to. Ha I think you have to have a predisposition to truly be affected, and then go down that road that everyone thinks that you're on when you play these video games, to other things in real life. True. Yeah, the thing yeah about, and that. 
Jack Thompson is that he was a sensationalist. He wasn't doing this because he actually mm-hmm. had any moral issues with this stuff. He was doing it to make money and like get publicity. Luckily, yeah. he was disbarred, so he's not a thing anymore. And the thing and is, that ha- uh, still happens today. To... That like sens- uh, sensationalism that still happens today. I think with the torture scene that happened too. I think there was a social media outrage, but because today's social media is so short-lived. It was maybe a mm. week or so, and then it was gone completely. Nobody cared. So mm. I guess that's nice for us. So uh, unless you're like Australian, then you have like the chance of your <laughs> game getting banned. So yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Poor Australians. Their games are heavily censored. I don't understand why people yeah, live there. Australia and Germany are, have some of the most strict censor laws. It's, it's ridiculously dumb. Well, I mean, I'm gonna some... ask my um, friend about that because he he lives in Germany, so I'm gonna ask him about his games because he recently got The Witcher three, and if that game censored, that kind of takes out a lot of the game. Like... Yeah, it's really a thing. A lot of game devs self-censor themselves to avoid okay. um, get. The thing is, Germany has an 18 plus as well, but they also have mm. like a separate thing called the index, and if a game is too brutal, it goes on the index, and then you cannot advertise for it, and that's the main point. Uh, Developers don't okay. want that. And if that happens, yeah, you can't advertise, and you can't sell your game in a gaming store. You have to lock it up in, like, a room or something where only adults can get to it. It's really fucking dumb. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing in the U.S. here. We have the AO rating, adults only. Right. That's uh, the same thing. I, don't, I can't think of any actual AO games besides, like, uh, San Andreas more... slept with it. After the it's also more launch. porn games, right? That yeah, go but on this. The ESRB yeah. doesn't rate those, so they don't even get AO ratings because the ESRB oh. doesn't rate them. So okay. There are like no AO games, and that's just because no one will make one because no stores will sell yeah. them because they can't advertise them. So why even have that rating if it's a death sentence to have? True. Just in case, I think it's just one of those things where it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it kind of thing. True. The the last um, AO rated game that was, I guess you'd say, a wide release was Hatred. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can understand. Uh, Hatred was very that wild. guy in the cloak, and he's going yeah. around shooting a, a bunch of. Yeah. That's the yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that game was that very... pushed the boundaries hard. Yeah. And it wasn't even was a good game. game. Postal as well. That was a, oh, a yeah. similar concept, uh, but much older. But I am of the, of the idea. Hatred sold on controversy alone, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, as was just pointed out in the chat here, uh, AO can sell on digital, which is pretty notable now that, like, I-, I can't think of anyone who buys a lot of games physically anymore, except for console, but I'm mostly a PC I... player. Uh, I mean, there, there's, there are some people that buy physical PC games. Uh, sure. But yeah. Even then, most PC games just have a code for a digital download now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just but give yeah, you um, to give you like a exactly. bit of of context on uh, for Germany on the index. I think Doom, the original Doom, was on the index like <laughs> until a few years ago. So yeah, hmm. just I saying I they have the ridiculous things over there. Thing it's back with the original Doom. Sorry, I don't mean to talk over you. Ah, no worries. I'm finished. I think <laughs> it's alright. I, I don't. I don't know if the USRP was a thing back when Doom was released here. I think it came about with Mortal Kombat. 
No, Marcos was the one that started that. Yeah. It was MK that gave the whole um yeah. age rating game because all the parents were like, oh my god, it's so scary and blood and uh, bull crap. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> also, for Manhunt, I I think that game is something that definitely pushed boundaries because yeah. it was a TV show of murdering people. So all the upridge about that I get and the things that you could do with like with murdering someone with a flag. That game, yeah, I think, some, makes sense. Had some brutal scenes in it, yeah, definitely. For the yeah. time, at least. Oh, yeah. Like, graphically, like, now it's like, ah, oh, this wasn't that bad. But at the time when it came out, Manhunt and Manhunt 2, which wasn't as bad. But it was still, you know, I get why people are upset at gaming for this, but at the end of the day, it's still a game. Yeah. So, yeah. By the way, the original version of uh, Indigo Prophecy was uh, rated AO. Oh, no. Ah, I, I was see. Gonna say, no, yep. it's Fahrenheit. Probably most of yeah. you. Right. That's what, what, is what was that? It's all, well, well, now everywhere it's titled Fahrenheit Indigo yeah, Prophecy. I think it's, yeah, it's Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy. Oh, that game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which uh, I, I prefer for title Indigo Prophecy. It's, Honestly, it's, yeah, I do too. Oh. Fahrenheit's kind of, it's, it's pretty generic. For, especially for the type of game it is, it doesn't really say a lot about the game itself. Indigo Prophecy makes a little more mm. sense because it's kind of culty and weird. Yeah. Well, it was weird, like, growing up, because I, I was born in America, so I grew up playing a lot of these games that started with the age rating in America and coming over, I live in England now. The thought process on gaming is a little bit different. Well, one, I'm older, and two, it's a different country, so the age ratings, like stepping away from games for a moment like deadpool over here was only like a 15 but in america it it is an r-rated movie yeah so like the games rating is is the only thing that seems to be consistent but the thought process behind it is a lot more relaxed like people to people as opposed to the the companies like if it's an 18 over here it's probably going to be 18 most other places so i've always found that interesting All right, so we're starting to slowly wrap this up now. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I should get into my opinion on this because I don't think I I think I did a little bit, but um, I, I'm I'm fine with the controversial moments because it it makes it a little interesting one to see how media kind of gets a little over excited on things. Um, mm. I don't know if you remember. Um, I think it was Mass Effect One with the sex scenes. Uh. <laughs> I think the uh, Fox News got all upset and called it Mass Erect, and uh, oh, yeah. had like an hour-long thing about it. Yeah, and you know, honestly, it, it's interesting to see how the reaction's going to be when you run into those scenes. Because the, the torture scene, I, I didn't think anything of it when I first played it. I played it the day of, and I was like, "Huh, okay, it's intriguing." Mm-hmm. Uh, I understood the message, and then everybody kind of shit proverbial bricks about it. But, um, yeah, I was fine with it, because I understood what it meant in the context of the story. But, uh, but yeah. Alright, it's, um, it's time to slowly wrap things up. Um, I'm obviously, uh, Bane for you. You can find me at Bane for you, with a Y-U. And, uh, if everybody wants to start talking about their, uh, their information. Yeah, okay. Um, I've, I've said it before, so I guess, say it again. Uh, consoles, video games, perspectives on YouTube, and uh, I don't really have a schedule because by now it's become more of a 
personal thing than anything, than a proper show, I guess. And I upload when I feel like doing it. And uh, I used to have Twitter, but that I'm not really active on it anymore, at VG Perspectives. And, uh, and I have a WordPress blog at vgperspectives.wordpress.com, which, in which I mostly post about, uh, well, video games, my videos occasionally, music, and uh, that's about it. Uh, you can catch me, Dear Shadow Para, on YouTube when I actually bother to upload videos, which I'll be a lot more consistent in. One for you guys, and two because of the other people. That's at DS Pyro. Um, I'm on Instagram again as DS Pyro underscore, but I relate everything from my Instagram to my Twitter. So, yeah, anything DS Pyro, you can catch me with that, or Django Jr. I'll be on those. I currently really only have. Uh... Remo Revan at Twitter, uh, which will probably be in the description. I don't want to waste your time spelling that out. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, but I will link that when I actually have stuff on it. I currently have nothing there because <laughs> I'm new to all this. Uh, but, you know, keep an eye on the Twitter. I'll probably announce some stuff there. I've got a podcast coming out soon that'll probably be posted there. Just keep watch. All right. Um, you could find me as Shadow1990CH on Twitter, uh, Twitch, and YouTube. And I do Let's Plays uh, from old games, new games, whatever I just like to play. And I also do uh, a weekly VR series with new and awesome VR games to play. And uh, sometimes I do some gaming news, just what I just like to do, basically. So, yeah, come and check it out. Alright, and uh, this has been the episode discussion on Grand Theft Auto, the, uh, the entire series. And how, lo how, how long did we keep this? Is it 